Um, I mean, look, well, <laughs> so you see, you know, this must actually be another episode. So do you know this whole thing happening with J.K. Rowling and transphobia? Um, I'm aware of it, but because I'm not really big on Harry Potter, it's not really something I care too much about her and her opinions on whatever. But yeah, I'm aware of it enough to have oh, a conversation. Okay. No, yeah, so, I mean, that's it's probably big enough to be an, a. It's probably suitable for it to be like a whole app on itself. But it's almost like what is the nature of transfer? But basically, just to summarize, just to put it very simply, she has basically gone on to say that, like you know, women are women. And transsexual women, they're not the same as biological women. And she's not had so much heat and stuff against it because she's just saying she's trying to, trying to protect women's rights, specifically biological women's rights, you know. And I'm of the mindset of like, I don't actually see any issues of what she's saying. And But somehow, that's the way that she's just been attacked is crazy. The, and it speaks to him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what are you saying? No, no, no. I was going to say the, and this we can, yeah, it's its own conversation. But I would yeah, say, oh, no, no, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Just a one sentence. It's how you conceive the difference between sex and the difference between gender. Mm, yeah. So there are some people who will say, if you're born biologically male and born biologically female, then those things are static or stationary, we'll say. Mm. But the ideas of man and woman are sociological. And in that sense, you can feel however you want to feel, no matter what your male or female biological specificity is. And that's where people get yeah. caught. So she's saying you're not a woman. And to people who... She, she's not saying you're not a female. She's saying you're not a woman. And for mm. some people, when they hear you're not a woman, that means that you're telling someone that they can't identify with the gender role that they feel they are. And that's where confusion can come in, I think. Like, But I'm not somebody oh, no, yeah, who's, I mean, who's, who's yeah, again, read like, about gender studies. But I'm just of the mindset of like, you can, you can identify as a spaceship. That's fine. That's your prerogative. <laughs> but... One thing, a transsexual woman, you are not a biological woman. You're simply not because you can't have babies. You can't, can't go through menstrual well, cycles. No, see, that's, so, that's, that's the difference. They would argue there's no such thing as a biological woman or a biological man. But there is a biological male and female. And that's why, yeah. when that, that's why the, the feminist movement, at least the, the radical wing of it, has been really against the idea of... Oh, female. You can't say female. The female, uh -uh -uh. there's no, th don't call me a female. I'm a woman because female, female and male are more rigid concepts than mm. man and woman. Cause those are in, in their opinion, societally determined, you know, they aren't stationary. Now, uh, now, but but other people would have different definitions of what man and woman means than that idea. But I can see why it creates a rift. But again, I don't know enough about gender studies. But for, for me, it's like, <laughs> do you have the equipment to have children? That's the determining, or 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 to be pregnant. Mm. That's the determining factor between male and female to me. Yeah. You know? So obviously, like if you have the equipment, or if it was at one point in you and taken out, then that's what you are biologically. But what you conceptualize yourself to be, that's not for me to determine. And I don't care enough to argue with anybody about what they say they are. I mean, again, we can go more on the other episode. But I'll it's, only it's... argue about 
black white it once yeah no 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 no, because basically it's a slippery slope because the slippery slope is all right i'm a sickle i identify as a as a okay i'm a sickle i um convicted for a serious crime I identify as a woman. I go into a woman's jail and I rape one woman in there. Jesus, but you can't say anything. <laughs> oh no, no. But I'm, I'm that has happened. That that has, that's actually an example that there are, there are men who identify as a. There was an example of a man who identified as a woman went into a jail and actually raped woman in that jail. But he she did identify that as a, a, a woman. So that's where the scary slippery slope comes of like, well, I identify that I identify as this. I'm like, oh, I mean, you know. Because in my view, I'm sorry, in a woman's jail, if you still have a penis, you're not coming into a woman's jail. That's not happening. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> so either you have the surgery to remove it, or I don't care, I don't give a damn who you identify as. So you're not coming into a woman's jail with a penis. That's not happening. But in today's world, if I say that, I'll be cancelled and I'll be viewed as transphobic. So See, my you know. natural inclination is I'm not going to argue with you about that. Because to me, when you say it, it makes sense. But I'm just Daniel. So I'm just your friend. I'm not anybody mm. <laughs> like the, the outside world is just going to be like. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know exactly how they will feel, but I don't I don't like yeah. like. I won't put it out in public because, again, look, it's there, there's just no points because you have to read the room. Yeah, yeah, you have to read the room. So, but I don't care. I'm standing on on business. I know that my family does as well. So, you know. <laughs> my, my what was I gonna say? Ah, I was I there was I was looking at the numbers of transgender something, um, within the last year certainly. And I was like. For this topic to be such uh, a lightning rod in society today, there must be so many transgender people. So I was like, how many transgender people, how many people identify as transgender within the United States? Mm. And the answer that they say is 1.4 million people. So, and then I was like, okay, so what percentage of the population is that roughly? Everybody included, it's like 0.04% of the population. <sighs> So not Uh-oh. even half of a percentage of people now, identify as trans. Now, now, hold on, hold on. Now hold on, we're on. getting into dangerous waters here. Now, because I know, it's, I know, okay. I know, I know. it's dangerous waters, bro. I mean, you, you, you said something dangerous. So I'm like, okay, I will, I'll, I'll maybe match you. Now, I'm sure the argument would be because the idea of transgenderism is so taboo, people who might have the inclination to behave that way or that's who they are they suppress their natural inclination and just because the percentage right now is 0.04 maybe that number is double triple quadruple okay i hear that that behavior is made deviant and nobody and people don't like to be considered deviant so they don't act upon behaviors that they would otherwise do okay mm-hmm. but let's say it's double let's say we times it by 100 and it's 1% of the american population they that topic gets way more than what one percent of anything else gets within popular culture within news within anything and i get it because it's the idea of so you're in this body but you don't identify it's like it's a strange concept for a mind that's Mm. not familiar even for me who's you know i like to think i'm progressive on some things but even for me it's like it's a strange concept that you're born this way but you feel other um, hmm. 
I don't argue with it. That's how you identify. I agree with it. I'm I'm all for. I'm not gonna misgender you if I know. Like if you want to be called she, they, like what I'm cool. You know, it it doesn't bother me in the slightest. My only point is, why does that particular thing get so much media attention when the population is not really that? It's not that large. You know, it, like it shouldn't be this big of an issue. This, no, no, this, no I, this I'll, I'll, I'll give you an answer. It's a very, it's a very good answer. So, I made a tweet and I said that. What? Because my thing though is the aggression that people have gone with Jake Rowling, giving her death threats, being very abusive, where she's had to actually hire security around her house because people have threatened her with physical abuse. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. So, so let's let's go back to racist times. What did black people threaten anybody? Aggressively going against anybody, probably against anybody. Blacks just had to take it, yield, respond, not antagonize, respond to physical abuse and everything. And I said, okay, so so to your point, okay, the numbers don't match up, but then it's they say it's very simple. Within that LGBT, there's still whites there. So as long as that is, that is white, that small percentage, you still say, is still combined with a 90 plus percent of white population. So that white person viewing the image of a white transsexual, white lesbian or white homosexual, they will feel much more closer to that than a black transsexual, a black lesbian or a black homosexual. Mm. So, the, so their power and their influence comes from the whiteness. That's why. Because without that, as I said, the math doesn't add up. If you're less than 1%, how do you have so much influence and be so influential and be able to have so much, such effective pressure groups within industries? Mm. So, so but, but the answer is because there's still whites within there. Gotcha. And because there's still whiteness, because there's still that image of whiteness, those people within power who are like the white heterosexuals will they will feel more empathy than seeing the image of a black person or an asian person so and that's how it is because again like if you're black like again i don't want to i'm not putting this out in public it's just between you and me and this and whoever listens to to, to this pod (laughs) i'm like you this group you've made a lot of strides in a short period of time very quick relative very to, quick strides to, to history anyway um because african people have been on this continent since 1600 maybe even before mm. if you go like deeper into the history but at the behest of europeans since at least 1615 something mm. and still there's you know strife and trouble and you know yeah as kwame Ture said to get any concession we have to spill our blood is is, yeah. is the quote um it just seems like within the last 20 years like it's gone from zero to 100 on that front um but maybe that's just my blind eye and there's more struggle within that community than i know but african people in the united states represent 14 15 percent they say 13 but we know black people don't like census so yeah. <laughs> so there's there's the 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 numbers are more than than what they say, so we'll go like fourteen, fifteen percent. Still, not an overwhelming, but enough to where like that's a sizable population of three hundred and thirty million. But transgender is one point five million, so I'm like, not that those one point five million people don't matter. Of course they do, 
and their issues should be heard, of course. But the fervor and the, the not the hype, but the level of attention that that thing draws is something I don't understand, except for what you maybe lay out. And that's a place for me to just think about it. Just, yeah, yeah most of them are still white. So, of yeah. course, whiteness is going to give itself attention yeah. on all yeah. on all of its kind of spectrums. If, even if they don't like it, they'll give it attention. But just because it's yes. But either way. Yeah. Why are we here today? <laughs> Drake! Okay, okay, okay. Let me kick, kick things off. I Now, I, I have the clip. So we can play the clip whenever we need to play the clip. Okay, okay. So just leave the clip for, for, for now. Yeah. So just save that clip there. So did you watch the Rap Raider interview that Drake did with um, Elliot Wilson and B-Dot? I know what you're going to say. I, I, I know the clip you're going to say. But I haven't okay. watched the whole interview. But I, I okay. think I know okay, where so, you're gonna go. Okay, so let's just so just keep that. Just have like a mental thing in there. So this is the best place to start. Before we play that, this is the best place to start. What represents hip hop? What is hip hop? Oh, is that a is that a question yeah, or is that question? Just, question is to that you. No, 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 no. Okay, no questions to you. So let's start there. For, for you, what would you say? What's is hip hop? So okay, when you say okay, this is hip hop. <laughs> that is a broad question. Very broad. Um. Okay. So, at its at its core, hip hop is was. That's the DJ word. graffiti. DJing, graffiti, breakdancing, rapping, or MCing. Those are mm. the elements, the four elements that we know. I think they they might have added a fifth one. I'm not quite sure, but breaking. Graffiti, DJing, MCing. Those are the elements of hip hop. Now, at its core, it's a counterculture. Mm. So when hip hop was birthed in 51 years ago now, about 50 years, um, it was it was not popular culture. It was counterculture. So there was the disco era, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on, but hip hop arrived. And with the DJing, MCing, graffitiing, and breakdancing, it created something for urban, we'll say, youth at the time mm. to express themselves the way that they saw the crack era, they saw the heroin epidemic, or the heroin era, the crack epidemic, HIV, all of the things that were transpiring in the late 70s, during the 80s, up into the 90s. These were ways to express yourself. If you're in New York, if you're in LA, if you're in Chicago, if you're in Atlanta, obviously where those places are determine the kind of the strand of hip hop, the strand of MCing, the strand of DJing. What records are you sampling? All of those different things are particular or idiosyncratic to the place that they're in, but the essence is the same. So okay, let me stop you there. Yeah. So second question. Because a keyword that you said it was counterculture. So let me expand upon that. Boom. If can can something still be hip hop if it becomes popular? So if it becomes very popular, so it's no longer counterculture, it is the culture, it's popular, it's now mainstream. Can it still be hip hop? If it still has all those elements that you say there. So it has all those elements that you say there, but it now becomes mainstream and now becomes extremely popular and now loved by the masses can it still be hip-hop i don't know if that's the right question i'm sure you have an answer for that one so 
I would prefer you answer that question if you have one. The the answer essentially is no. Okay. Essentially. Now, maybe I'll give the answer could be yes. Like, wait, wait, hang on. I'm still rapping. I'm still DJing. I still believe in it. So, how so? No. So, but here is why it's no. Because, yeah, I'll basically put some notes down. State of mind. <laughs> State of mind is very, very key. When you are within the mainstream and you're popular, your state of mind changes. Because what you now need to do changes. So I'll give you an example. So I was just watching a YouTube video because I've just been, you know, feeling of like the effects of burnout today in my YouTube channel. And do, do you know this guy called Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD? I was going to send you that video about people quitting YouTube. I, I, I watched this. Yes, yesterday, yeah, amazing I video, like, amazing. I was like, Half Hope should probably watch this because yeah, yeah, I watched amazing, amazing video, amazing, like, yeah. like amazing. So, one key thing that he said was, when you're building up your channel, you're being creative, you're doing things like that, and it's fun. You only have a few, a few hundred viewers, but it's so much fun because you're just being creative. Now, once you get bigger. You have to hire more and more, more people. You have to deal with sponsors. You have to play the algorithm game. Mm. You have to now put it at the right time. Your state of mind changes because now it's a business. Money's at stake. Now it's now a type of living you now have. So that state of mind you had at the very beginning is very different from what you have now. You're still doing the same thing. It's all the, the same content, but your state of mind, once your channel is now a money-making thing to what it was at the beginning, which was purely being creative mm. and being dynamic, it's different. So to this now is when you're now popular and you're dealing with the mainstream mega companies, your state of mind is different. So hip hop, the state of mind you have of hip hop is, I don't care. I'm not here to cater to anybody. I'm not here to worry about um, pleasing any fan base. This is my art. This is what I want to express. And I'm going to express this with zero concern of the different audiences I have to please. That is hip hop and that is the, and that is the state of mind of hip hop. The state of mind is key. It doesn't matter whether you're still doing the same thing, it's what are your state of mind, you know? So, and that's why you can argue that once 50 cents became really big, his state of mind was different. So yes, he's still rapping, but is he still hip hop? Because his state of mind is different. Because we're not seeing, 50 cents, the businessman. So, and then it now comes to the clip. <laughs> Play the clip? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tonight like, is Drake right. hip-hop? Why are you doing this to me? Drake is pop to me. In the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Commercial music. Or as or it's you know music. shopping with an edge <laughs> in certain instances. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean, I it's, get, I, it's I get commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. Um, but is it, you know, I'm going to leave you alone. We're going to move. 
we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> so many, so many products. So many so, skews. So many skews. <laughs> Look at all these skews. Oh, so many products. So much merchandising. So oh, many barcodes. I love this mall. <laughs> Look at this place. I mean. Look at this place. They have everything. Everything's here. They have everything here. Oh, this is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. Okay. What happens when this thing collapses? What happens when the columns start buckling? Are we not in some early stage of that at this present hour? Are we seeing like the collapse of empire, buying and selling. Where's the message that I can use? Right. You know, what's in it for your audience apart from like banging the pom-poms? So obviously, so you hear that clip right now. So you have to understand a few elements here. You have to understand the message and who's delivering the message. Both things are very important here. The message, no, he's not, he's pop. Okay. Oh. Who is the messenger? It's Mos Def. And they have to realize who Mos Def is. So we'll keep that in a capsule. Then I'll then bring in the other capsule, which is the Rap Reader interview. I think it was Ellis Wilson who asked Drake that. Man, Drake, man, you're such a good rapper, man. When are we going to have a rap album of you just rapping from track one to track six and all the way through? Because, you know, all your fans want it because you're such a great rapper. Drake himself, not anybody else. Drake himself, he said that, man, you know, I've got to cater to the rap guys, but I've also got to cater to the R&B guys. I've got to cater to the guys and the girls as well. That's the man saying it. And the nicest part of that, <laughs> do you know this man has not released a major rap album where it's been rapped from beginning to end? Not an EP, not a mixtape. I'm talking an official album, an official release album where you are rapping from the first track to the last track. You've never done that. So the fact you've never done that, how can you even be in a hip hop conversation when you literally do not have a quintessential rap album? And my thing though is that that is what makes Drake unique. You're a hybrid. Bro, um, thank me later. That is on my playlist. Like, I listen to that album on the regular whenever I commute, on the regular. So, you, what you, you are, you have a very good musical ear. And this is the issue that people have is that you can't be everything. Just be happy with what you are. A guy saying that I am trying to chase Michael Jackson and beat his number ones. How are you in a hip-hop conversation? Which hip-hop artist is even thinking about competing with bloody Michael Jackson? <laughs> No, that's a wholly different lane. <laughs> you know, the hip-hop lane and the Michael Jackson lane, those are very different lanes. So for people online who are saying that, oh, man, most deaf, he's trash. How many good albums does he have? He's, he's just bitter. This is just like negative energy. And I'm like, this is, again, it's, it's almost with the whole like Messi-Ronaldo thing where people are tribal. And whenever they have their, their tribe, they have to keep for their tribe. And anything, anything you say against their tribe, oh my gosh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not an insult. You are, a, you are one of the most successful pop stars we've ever seen. In terms of records sold and the run you've been on, one of the most successful ever. 
pop stars. You are not rap. You are not hip hop. You're a hybrid. And a hybrid that is mainstream. <laughs> it is just what it is. So I don't understand how anybody has any issue with that. And last thing here, I don't want to kick it to you is the last few albums that Drake has had, <laughs> you can hear that, oh, he's, he's not aware of what, of what he is. It's, form, it's formulaic. You see, earlier on, it was like, oh, man, this guy, he's doing some very interesting stuff musically, pushing the musical band. Oh, he's interesting. Then once you really hit that peak and you went down that guy, the last three or four albums, I'm like, this is formulaic. It's as if you are, and this is so anti-music, which is why you can be hip-hop. You are very aware of what you're making and what effects will have. So, okay, so Kai Sinat, he's hot right now. He's already, let me bring him on. Okay, so this is the this new rap flow. Let me bring in this new rap flow because this is what everybody's doing. It's like, wait, wait, hang on. Like, Nasta raps the way he rapped back in 94. Jay-Z still raps how he rapped back in, in 96 because that's just where I am. So for Rodrigue, because you feel you have to be relevant, you now feel that, oh no, I've got to sort of like, you know, be, be, be with the kids. And that was Joe Budden's criticism. I was like, wait, why are you so obsessed with trying to be with this younger generation? They're the younger generation. Do you? But Drake feels that because he's in this position of now being in this mainstream, he's like, oh, I have to do so, so, and so. so. But I don't want to bring in MJ afterwards. I'll, I, want to, I want to bring Michael Jackson afterwards. But yeah, what's your... No, Michael Jackson is almost... He's central to my argument, but we'll get there. Yeah, you know, we'll get there, we'll um, get there. So you brought up, can you be, can you still be hip-hop? I think the d defining what being hip-hop means, not what hip-hop is, but what being hip-hop is, I think is like central here as well. So when most deaf is asked, is Drake hip-hop, or do you consider Drake hip-hop? And he says, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> he says, why are you doing this to me in the sense of like, I'm going to give my honest answer here and people aren't going to like it. So he knows what he's doing in a sense of mm -hmm. questioning whether someone is hip hop is, is for, for someone who's a nominal rapper, which Drake is, is like questioning if somebody, I don't know, I don't even have a great example, but it's like, are you real? Are you authentic? Are you what you say you are, basically? And any question of that is a question of one's authenticity, in a sense. Um, so what, what does being hip-hop mean in the, in, the, in the mind's eye of people who are fans, I guess? And, and, and for me, it's, again, it's being that... You're an authentic person, like you're an authentic artist, whatever the sense is. Um, being pop is seen from the historical lens of hip hop culture as not being part of the counterculture, but being part of the mainstream. So the connotation of being pop for most people who are hip hop fans is a slight, it's a negative, it's something that oh, you went pop, you went mainstream, you've neglected mm. what the essence of this art form is meant to be. The problem becomes 
the older ideas of what hip-hop is and what hip-hop represents are no longer the same when hip-hop is mainstream culture. There is no delineation between the counterculture and the mainstream culture at this point. The counterculture became mainstream and there's nothing really to counterbalance hip-hop anymore. You might say, you know, hip-hop was the was an alternative to disco, disco was an alternative to jazz, jazz was an alternative to blues or whatever the offshoot were rock music um in its in its earlier stages. There's always been something else for African people to pivot to in terms of its cultural center. Mm. Nothing has spun off from hip hop. Once it was birthed 50 years ago, there is not yet that next genre, whatever it would be. It hasn't yet been created. What's, what happened is, the, and this goes to the deeper point about most deaf, or Yassin Bey rather, the capitalist system put its teeth into hip hop and was like, oh, we can make this something. The kids seem to like it. We even put, you know, parental warning, don't listen to this. They tried, mm. they tried to kill it, you know, in the, in the crib, but they didn't. In fact, they only made it bigger. Uh, you, you've seen CB4, I'm sure, and like the little white kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, his dad did not want him listening to hip hop. But the point was, this is edgy. It's it's again, it's that it's the the allure of of what's of what's other, what's counter. Because there isn't something else to spin off to, we still have kind of old framings of what hip hop was, but without the realization that there is nothing new. So hip hop is now pop culture. So when you ask, is Drake pop or can Drake be hip hop and still be pop? In my mind, I'm, I'm hearing you ask, can Drake be pop and pop? Now that in, in but that's specific to the music that Drake makes. So mm. there's a, a, an underlayer there of there are people who still hold to the old traditions and still make music. That sounds like the old tradition. Um, but Drake isn't one of those ones. As you say, he's a hybrid. So he's making... Ooh, I got a stitch on my side. Sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> he's, he's making sing-songy music. He's making R&B records. I mean, he switches up to whatever he needs to be. He'll be a London roadman. He'll be a Jamaican guy. He'll be Toronto mandem. He'll be... From yeah, Nashville. so I was like, oh, so is that hip hop? He'll be from Memphis. He'll be from New York. He'll be from Miami. He he's whatever he needs to be. Wait, he's a in, chameleon. In he's he's a, he's musical chameleon. He's a musical chameleon. He's a money making machine. That's what he's there for. Hmm. Which is the point of most deaf or Yasin Bey. You hear Drake music in shopping. Yeah, it's made. <laughs> it's made for consumption. Now, this is another thing. Maybe methodologically. We don't know what that conversation was about, really. We got, the, the internet got a two-minute clip of most deaf talking to some sister. Mm. That's all we know. <laughs> Apparently, the interview was on Patreon, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a two, three-hour conversation. So within the context of the, of, the, of, of the discussion, perhaps that would make more sense. Like, we don't know what she asked before. We don't know what came afterwards. We just have that clip. And I think there's another one on the internet that goes into more kind of capitalist driven talk. It's something that Yasin Bey is 
constantly doing. If you listen to the podcast that he does with Talib Kweli and Dave Chappelle, this is something that they talk about all the time. Like this is, this is, oh, this, this is forefront in their mind. The, the, the idea to talk about societal issue, right? Drake, when he goes, why are you doing this to me? This is like, okay, so you're just going to make me talk bad about this dude, but okay, let's go. I, I think in the line of the conversation, because I don't. What is a skew? I don't know what a skew is, but it seems like they they had talked about this before. Oh, so so basically, so okay, so this is from my days of um, yeah, and walking with him kilts in a shop. So Uh-oh. each product has basically. If you go online, you will see it is called an SKU, which is a skew. So that is like the kind of code of numbers that's connects to a product. So if let's say like a, a customer wants something, I'm like, so my boss, okay, just look up the SKU and you just type the, the number. Basically it's, it's, used, it's, it's used in warehouses. So the warehouse will now look up the SKU and be able to now pull the product via the SKU of that product. So. so it seemed as if they were, they had some level of rapport in that, in, in that exchange, meaning the interviewer and mm. Yassine about retail, you know? Yeah. Now I don't. Maybe it was just offhand, but it seemed as if that was part of the trajectory of the conversation. Is my point. So we don't know the whole context of the comment, but from what we were given, I don't even think most deaf is going in on Drake of his just just to talk about Drake. I think he's talking about Drake to make a larger point about. Again, what happens when this thing collapses? Aren't we seeing some late stage dot, dot, dot? That, I think, is the crux or the heart of what his argument is or what that conversation was probably about. I don't think it was two hours about Drake. I'm sure it was more two hours about what most Def thinks about the world. You know? Mm. So, of course, most Def against Drake, most Def v. Drake, that's what people are going to go for. And credit to her, like, she knew what to clip. Um. But yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm tempted to see if I can go find the whole thing, but um yeah. I, I the capitalist point shouldn't get lost within the point about is Drake really hip hop or not. But ultimately, when there ha- when there hasn't been a new way for African youth to express themselves the definitions and the meanings of what being hip hop is, it, it varies by the person. <laughs> Cause some people are holding on to definitions from the eighties or the seventies or the nineties or the two thousands mm. or the 2010s. And, and, and these new kids understand that when most deaf says Drake is pop, it's a pejorative, but I don't know if most deaf meant it as a pejorative. I think he just meant it as the factual reality of what rap music is in 2023, 2024. Yeah, and, and, but, but that's why I say the messenger is very key. Like, what else did he expect most deaf to say? Because you have to understand, to your point, hip-hop has definitely morphed into something different. It's different now. But most deaf is of a particular time. And he viewed hip-hop a certain way. So... You can't now force most deaf just to accept what hip hop is today. He don't, he, th- there is no reason why he has to. So for him, the hip hop that I grew up idolizing, then I now became a part of, was a particular thing that had particular characteristics. 
yes, it's changed. Yes, it is now metamorphosized into something different. But that doesn't mean that I now have to now accept that this is now what, what it, it is now. So same thing for, for me. I'm like, yeah, what hip-hop is? I don't even know what the heck hip-hop is now. I, for me, it's a complete mess. <laughs> so I don't like what is NBA young boy hip-hop because I don't understand a single <laughs> thing that guy says. So again... But again, it, again, I mean, you, you, even, even, even you bring in the whole Michael Jackson thing because it's like, actually, no, before that. Yeah. So Drake releases his album for all the dogs. Joe Borden fully criticizes the blah, 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 blah. Then Drake releases this whole big tirade basically calling Joe Borden you're, like you're a loser, you're a failure at us music and only just criticize people. Then about a week later, he releases like six rap tracks. <laughs> so then you're just proving Joe Biden's point then. So what Drake shows is that why are you bothered that guys are saying that, man, you, you're not a rap? So because it's weird because Drake, you're almost like you're, you're trying to have your cake and eat it. Mm. You are happy. You love being this huge megastar. But once someone else says that, man, this is guy, he, he got washed by JJ calling his rap track. Like, oh my gosh, no, but I can still rap though. So it's like you want to be this huge pop star who wants to be compared to Taylor Swift and Michael Jackson, but you also want to be respected by the true hardcore rap guys. You can't have both. I'm sorry. You have to choose. Either you're a mega pop star or you're a rapper rapper. This is why I'm saying that there are still people that hold to the old tenets of what rap used to be. So for instance, someone like Royster59 can rap his ass off. He's affiliated with Eminem, but I think he holds true to a particular aesthetic of hip hop that would never allow him to become a pop artist, Mm. even though he's surrounded by the poppiest hip hop artist of all time, which is Eminem. He, he, he isn't capable, I think, of making that transition because it's not what hip hop is to him. Actually, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you. A, no, this is now. This is a key question, killer question here. Killer just came to me now. Would rap be as popular as it is today without Eminem? No. Very key because something bridge. came to me. He's the bridge in. He's the bridge because to. 2003, like that era, he bridges it. No, no, because my thing is, I remember when I was working at my co-worker, she was rocker. Rock, 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 rock. All she listened to was rock, rock and everything. Did not even think about rap. All she, all her music was rock, wall, rock, like rock stuff and everything. She was an Eminem fan. She was like, yeah, but you know, Eminem, the lyrics and everything, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know. So even somebody who is totally into rock, Still could identify with Eminem. Because my thing is, um, Blueprint and when Jay-Z became mega, that was after Eminem. So Eminem's success, it's now opened the floodgates for rap because Eminem Illmatic, was on Blueprint. Renegade. <laughs> yeah, Renegade like... as well. So, yeah, so, so basically, my thing is that Illmatic, um, Jay-Z's debut album, all that kind of stuff, they weren't selling like Blueprints any of Eminem's albums and what rap was post-99. So that success really opened things up. So it goes back to the very point of where hip-hop right now of its success, it's owes to a white, blonde, blue-eyed guy who appealed to those white suburban kids who wouldn't look at 
who didn't even look twice at a rap album prior to 1999. Well, you see, I agree with you on one level, but I do think mm. there has always been an attempt in hip hop history to sell out. Like, I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah, of, of, of course you want to sell so, out. Yes. So. <laughs> Eminem maybe made the avenues of selling out more easy or more accessible or whatever the case may be. But ever since Sugar Hill Gang did a hip, a hop, a di- like yeah. using disco records and flipping it or whatever they were up to, which I don't even think they wrote their raps. I think some people rapped, but then other people lip synced it. Like that whole thing is like mad shady and confusing. But even from its very start, they were trying to figure out how do we get white people to buy into this, you know? Mm. Um, but then, you know, the, you needed the beastie boys, you needed, you know, an MC search, you needed like, you know, Eminem, like that, the trajectory of how white rappers get into it is quite compelling and interesting to me. But the larger point is someone like Eminem or Drake, they, at their core, I think they want to be hip-hop in the traditional sense because Eminem clearly has a love for artistry and lyricism mm. and different things. If you, One of my major problems with Drake is that I've watched his career from the beginning. I'm someone that was aware of him on Degrassi. I'm someone who listened to Room for Improvement. His best work for me is the comeback season mixtape before he signed with Young Money, Cash Money. Little Wayne mm. and uh, Birdman. Then he signs with them. <laughs> and that's when you get, you know, uh, so far gone into uh, Thank Me thank me Now or Thank Me Later. Thank Me Later. Thank, thank Me, me Later. later. Um, and then, you know, Take Care and then, you know, he's gone. So as somebody who's known the Drake from beginning, he started out as a rapper rapper. He's stuck. Like, if mm. you listen to Comeback Season, he sings their 24 tracks on that mixtape. He sings once. The rest of it is just bars. You can debate whether or not the bars are good. Um, mm. For me, it, it showed a level of precision and talent that if he works on this a bit more, he's not going to be an, a- an actor. He's going to be a rapper. The beats he was selecting, um, doing collaborations with like uh, Fonte from Little Brother and different things, like, you understood inside of that person he wants to be a rapper rapper but then mm. he signs with a with a label and they realize oh no we can do pretty boy things with him light skin apparently good looking or whatever the case may be oh and you can sing a bit okay well let's do best i ever had and i th- still think that might be one of his best singles and from yeah. there he didn't look back on uh on thank me later there was um uh, I, I, I'll never find your love in. I'll never find your love. What's the name of that? What's the name yeah. of that song? Is it uh, Find Your Love? Find Your Love. That was the biggest record on there. It was it was bigger than I think Fire or whatever the the name of that one was. Mm. So he had that crossover success with singing, even though he was not a great singer and still isn't a great singer. No, no, he ain't. He's not. But the music translated to a base of people that was ready to hear hip-hop in that way. Um, mm. and, and for me, my biggest issue is that he betrayed his initial showing to us, or at least to me anyway. Because um, I, was, I was on the mixtape era, I was on the blogs and all that. 
And we thought Drake was going to be like a rapper rapper. He's going to be like, you know, maybe what a Kendrick turned into or what a J. Cole mm. has turned into. Like we thought he was going to be oh, a no, no, trajectory. Instead, just quickly, it's what Elliot Wilson has been. We've always wanted a hip hop album from you, Drake. How come you haven't? He's like, well, I got to appeal because the way he really blew up wasn't the backpack, backpack rapper. The way he blew mm. up was sing songy, kind of spit a, a 16, maybe a 8, and then I'm singing on the hook. Like, that's how he blew up. So he had to maintain that. But at his core, he wants to be a rapper. So when, so when he hears most deaf say, ah, he's probably hot, he's probably pop. In the way that in the way that most deaf talks, Um, (laughs) uh, I'm sure that would that would hit him in a way. But then he would have to look at his catalog and think, "Well, damn, I haven't been completely hip hop now, have I?" And this is, I think, where I would want to bring up Michael Jackson. But if you have a larger Michael Jackson point, then I'm I'm willing to hear it. But my Michael Jackson kicks in here. Yeah, no, no, because my thing is. The Michael Jackson thing is interesting because Michael Jackson is, it's very, Michael Jackson is, 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 is a unicorn. It's a one of one. Because you have to see where Michael Jackson started. And the thing about Michael Jackson is he, he was, he lived in a vacuum. Michael Jackson never made an album thinking about, okay, who do I need to appeal to? Because he was such a freak of nature, talent-wise, and when you now see where he grew up, 60s, racism, civil rights, Joe Jackson, <laughs> and how he and the kind of hardcore discipline that was had in, in their household, he, his work ethic is what was on a whole different level. That's why he was always a bit odd, because no, no, you're dealing with, this is truly an artist in the truest sense of the word. That's not what Drake Rick is. Yeah, Drake is an artist, but not like Michael Jackson. So the, the Michael Jackson thing was, we were all aware that, okay, we are looking at something truly special here. That this is, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing that we're looking at. Something that's like, likes of which we, we've never seen. Drake is just right place, right time, right moment. But the thing between Drake and Michael Jackson is, Drake is very, he's almost too self-aware. And that is anti-artistic when you're self-aware. Because Drake, every album he releases is, okay, who is hot now? What's the, the new flow? Oh, UK rap is now growing. Let me get a bit of UK rap. Oh, um, Afro beats is going, yo, Wizkid, can't come over here right now. Oh, this um, new rap guys. So, Michael, case in points. The biggest producers. These are the hottest producers were the Neptunes. Do you know that Justin Timberlake album? Debut album? All those beats were MJ beats. Like, Neptunes made those beats specifically for Michael Jackson. But because Michael Jackson was so much of a traditionalist, he always stuck with um, Black Child. And that was always the guy that he stuck with all the way through. And for me, that's why I say it's, it's even like when me and my sister, my brother say, like, man, if only you went with Neptune. No, because Neptunes were an evolution of what you were doing on Dangerous. 
and you and he, that, that's what would have took you to the plateau. So, so imagine those Timberlake debut beats, but with bloody MJ. But that's what MJ was. Switch the roles. Drake would leap onto Neptunes because Drake is always about, okay, I need to be relevant. I'm mainstream right now. I need to remain relevant. Who are the hottest producers? Who are the hottest guys? MJ was never that. So I think that is where the separation is because even when you now compare them, it doesn't really make sense because, okay, this is the best way to explain and I'll give it to you. MJ's pop was almost, was indirect. Michael Jackson wasn't trying to be pop. He was just, I'm just doing art because I am, I've, I have this God-given talent and I'm just doing what I'm just doing, which is why I'm spending three billion hours perfecting a dance move. <laughs> you know, that's why after I messed up the moonwalk on the Motown 50, I was basically dis, dis distraught because I'm such a perfectionist. So his popularity was just by almost mistake. He wasn't chasing that. He was just chasing artistry. Drake, I am chasing that. I want to sell the most. I want to be mainstream. I want to be loved by everybody. I want to be relevant. So it is very direct, you know, so. No, I would, I, I would just add on to that, that Drake, for the last three or four albums, there's been at least one reference, if not collaboration, beyond the grave with Michael Jackson or to Michael Jackson. He's been hmm. evoking Michael Jackson for at least five years, whether it's in relation to their popularity, their musical style, likes, voice. I mean, whatever he thinks the relation is, or if it's just purely record sales, hmm. he seems like he talks more about Drake than any of uh, Drake talks more about Michael Jackson than anybody in his music. <laughs> Um, and what is Michael Jackson? He's not the king of blues or funk or hip hop or R and B. What is Michael Jackson the king of? So it's it's a different lane, different lane. He's the king of pop, <laughs> and will forever be the king of pop. Now, <laughs> sorry, 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 I hate that title, King of Pop. I, 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 sure. I never use that title. It's, 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 <laughs> but, it's, 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 like make that one it's like square that one for me. Cause you you bring up Michael Jackson too much. He had a what was I forget the album. He had a Michael Jackson collab. Yeah, yeah. Um it was um Scorpion album. Scorpion. Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. Like, where are you getting this from? Bro, no, 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 no. Look at the first person shooter video. At the end is a statue that is the same statue in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker film. Yes. Shots from it's the, it's the exact same same statue from that Mac Jackson Moonwalker film from hi so history. You, so you clearly see yourself in that way, even though I don't yes. know if anybody else sees you in that way. More Beyonce, I think, is seen in the way of Michael Jackson. But Drake, you want to be in that conversation. If you were really challenging rappers, or if you really wanted to be hip hop, then your target wouldn't be Mike. Your target would be Hove. Yeah, but but maybe he felt he feels like he's eclipsed Jay Z, 
So on to the next one. No pun intended. Um, so I I don't understand. I understand it in the sense of people think being called pop by hip hop artists is seen as a negative. So when most deaf calls you pop, he's trying to disrespect. But in my opinion, I don't know really how you disrespect someone with the truth in the way that most deaf worded it. He wasn't like trash. He, was, I don't like you. he wasn't into that. He was just, he, he's pop. You hear it in target. Yeah. I think about shopping. So he wasn't disrespectful with it. So why his fans were mad, I don't get it. And then they were talking, oh, most deaf, he ain't sold this, he ain't sold that. Because he didn't sell out as much. I'm yeah, no, do, 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 do you know how... I, 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 think, I think people are actually stupid. No. So we say, oh, how, how much have you people sold? People are stupid. He's making the... That's the, the whole point, you idiots, bro. Like you're making his point for him. You're, you're making his point is that a pop star is supposed to sell three billion times more than any other genre. <laughs> That's why it's Duh. called pop. Popular. <laughs> So yeah, like, yeah, people are no, but but again, it just shows you that, guy. Like I think people again, it's it's just about being tribal, because again, it's like what's most dev said. It's is all facts. This there is no argument that Drake is a pop star. That is what he's he makes popular music. He actively makes popular music. He is a pop star, which is why I've said that I've always hated that king of pop tag with Michael Jackson. Because the popularity just came sort of like as an accident or sort of like as a byproduct. Mm -hmm. Because Michael Jackson was always not, I'm here to, about artistry. I don't think Michael Jackson was, oh, I want to make popular music. It was like, no, I'm just a no. talented freak of nature. And just by virtue of just how talented I am. I, I've been famous since I was five years old. <laughs> you know? That's, so that's, a guy that's who, why I don't agree with you on that point. On, on, on what point? I think there is a concerted effort on artists of that level to maintain popularity, whatever the cost, whatever popularity that they've reached, they want to keep it. And I think no, no, Michael no, Jackson no, would no, have gone into with... the studio with uh, whoever it is, Quincy Jones, you name hmm. it, and thought, let's try to make a banging ass record that people like. Yeah. Not, not necessarily that's like the most artistic but just that people will like. And, the, and that no, will no, no, sell. no, 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 no People, because you're so you're you're of such a high talent, pretty much anything you bring out, at the very least, your core will love it. And the issue is that your core audience is a lot of people. <laughs> so even if the fringe guys are like, ah, that's not very good, your core is so obsessive. They'll my sister bought Invincible five times because it came in in different <laughs> colors. So 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 she had a red, blue, red, blue, green, and everything. So she bought the album five, five, five times. So your core audience are so rapid, and there's so many of them. You don't even need to sell to them. So I think Michael Jackson, that is a very unique case. That isn't the same with like a Taylor Swift, a and with a Drake. 
you know. But I think, look, to a point, of course, you do want to have an air of like, yeah, I want this to sell and guys to, to look good. But I think for Drake, it's, very, it's a very concerted effort. Very concerted efforts where like, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, why are you bringing in Kai Sanat? What does he have to do with your, with, with your music making? But he's one of the biggest um, social media guys out there. So that's why it's like, you see, Drake, accept what you are. And what you are is pretty good. You can't be everything. You can't. He's so trying. the sacrifice you made... <laughs> oh no no he's trying and I'm sorry like you will always you will always look sensitive and stupid because the sacrifice you made was uh, this whole rap thing no let me do this let me, let me be the hybrid and you sold loads biggest guys of all time huge amounts of money massive megastar you'll be remembered in history but that hip hop rap thing nah sorry and then you have the whole ghostwriting thing which doesn't help as well Ooh, you know, okay. because now, again, like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. now, because the Drake now was, why you want to now get in, in like a rap beef with most deaf? Is that what you now want, want, want to do? <laughs> you know? So, and also, my thing as well is like, okay, so, wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so, do you, okay, do you really believe that in Target, they'll play a song where a black man is saying Elvis Presley is not rock and roll, neither are the Rolling Stones, and they stole it from black people? <laughs> Yeah, like, do you, do you really think that's going to be... So, because... So, black on... And that's the thing with Drake. Drake, what have you said? Don't Because that's another aspect of, 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 of hip-hop. <laughs> what is it? No, no, no. I was going to say, that, that's, that's, that's my next point. Which is, which is yeah, almost you know, because why can, most like, is, is he's, he's inassailable in this, in this context. Yeah, so, so my thing is that a big part of hip-hop is, okay, there's, you're, you're putting out a message, you're saying something. I'm saying these things, and these are things that you may not like, but I'm saying it unabashedly. Drake, you've not said anything. <laughs> you've literally not made any commentary about anything. Maybe you'll hint at, oh, I'm mixed race, and that's why guys don't want to give me the love because my mom's white and all that kind of stuff, but... All you do is just make music that is palatable for everyone to listen to and have a good time to. You don't say anything controversial. You don't say anything of any notes. You have no message. There's zero social commentary. You've not said anything. So again, for someone like Mos Def, listening to Drake, when you know that this is the guy that made it black on both sides, one of the greatest albums ever made in terms of content, what the heck is it? <laughs> you're, asking, you're asking the guy who made black on both sides, his opinion on Drake. <laughs> it's like, people just need to pause and just say, okay, just lay it out like that. Forget, let me, let's pick it very, very simple. The, listen to black on both sides. The man who made that, what do you expect him to say about Drake? Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. Listen to that album. Listen to the content. Listen to what this guy is saying. Now listen to all of Drake's albums. What the heck is the guy who made that album supposed to say about Drake? <laughs> yeah, Drake, man. Guys, like, yeah, man. He's real, man. He's hip-hop. Yeah, man. You know, that guy, man. He's, he represents hip-hop real well. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. You know what? I Come think on, man. from that perspective, Yasin was as nice to Drake as he could have been. Yes! Yes! That was nice. <laughs> and he didn't because, want to no, because, say that. Because Yasin could have said that, bro. If Yasin wanted to be deep, you know that you're half black and you're half white. 
You don't know that you are in a very key position to talk about George, George, George Floyd, talk about Trump, talk about this, the racism that still exists in America. All of these things you're not commented on. I'm sorry, where did hip-hop come from? The blacks, the, La the Latinos, the disenfranchised. <laughs> so what part of your content has talked about the disenfranchised This is ever? the larger point. <laughs> this is the larger point about what hip-hop is, though. So mm. if Yassin would have put this in the context of where hip-hop is as a genre, rather than what Drake is as a representative of that genre, he would have got away with it completely. But he used Drake as the stand-in for what hip-hop has become. At least mainstream hip-hop. So mm. Drake can't talk about police brutality, uh, police genocide even. He can't talk about all of you the, whatever, whatever the societal... You, you will alienate much so, of your fan base. You would cross a threshold that people would alienate you on some level. Now, there would be some people who would be like, finally, like me... Finally, you're, mm. you're, you've chosen to rap about something other than the women you're sleeping, the money you have, etc. And he's been rapping about the same thing nonstop for 15 years because the formula works. Yeah, it's what not not being controversial and not being controversial in a positive way works for him. There are other artists like Kanye who being controversial to an, to an extent generates enough publicity. Wait, 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 no, 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 hold on, no, down, quick, quick, sorry, hold on, okay, yeah. no, no, quick, because I, I just remembered, controversial, have you listened to the lyrics of They Don't Care About Us, MJ? This was, come on, man, you keep, so no, 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 because my thing's like, okay, you want to be like MJ, king of, MJ, this is the pop, pop, pop guy, MJ have you listened to the lyrics of, so, so MJ, if, hold on, hold on. and this is MJ, the pop, even he had that lyrics about they don't, they don't care about us. So Drake, you've not even, basically, Drake, you've not even had a man in the mirror or a they don't care about us. To be fair, MJ was a white man at that point, so maybe he felt he could do yeah, other yeah, yeah, things. Was, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is true, this is true. But, 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 but Drake has, he has nothing on black on both sides. For me, even the aesthetic, um, mm. even what's the, what's the ones that were in between, New Danger, and the one that's purple, Magic, True throw, Magic, no, like throw that. in the Black Star album, throw in the Black Star album. I haven't even both. We don't even need to consider like those are yeah. <laughs> like the the level of even when you hear most deaf speak, you can tell like he's mm. he's a thoughtful, deep, insightful person. Drake, when I listen to him talk, he just sounds mostly like he's complaining about his life. And that's what his music is about. It's not about anything. It, his music is myopic. It, it's only focused mm. on the things that affect him. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like Adele singing. But it's just, you, you don't expect an artist like Adele to be societally pertinent with her music because yeah, 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 yeah. the genre that she's in is you're a pop singer so just stick to that but hip-hop in its at its core because it is countercultural and it is it was birthed from people speak like the message and even if you go to uh oh come on daniel 
Public Enemy, NWA, mm. even though they were, you know, there were elements, especially in NWA, of like gangsterism and different things, they were still telling you what was going on in the hood, and there were still relevant messages to the community. It wasn't myopic fully, anyway. Public Enemy is a different level of Chuck D and nine one one. Don't mm. give a fuck and all this kind of stuff. Um, Drake, you're, you you can't purport to be a child of that culture that speaks about world issues and has been used the world over in different countries to express whatever societal problems and rage is going on. How how has your music not progressed when you have you you are in a place where you can talk about this and maintain your level? You you're damn near near Michael Jackson status. There's nothing that's gonna stop people like, oh man, Drake said something about uh police brutality. Fuck him. Like that's not gonna happen. But in oh, no, your but, mind, but that's you, what he's you, you scared of though. Yeah. You can't no. he, he doesn't feel like he can risk it. Which goes to most deaf's last point. What is in it for your audience? Other than shaking the pom-poms, meaning other than having a hive or a fan club of some distinction, what substance is in your music that your audience can actually take? That, I feel like, is... That must be where that conversation was headed, of essentially what is in an artist's music. Like... What does what does the audience gain from lending their ears to you? Maybe it's escapism, it, which is what Drake sells. Like, just listen to me and don't worry. Oh about no, no, yourself. you know, it's 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 like okay, it's like when um, like it's like hearing and listening. Mm. Ooh, I okay. hear Drake's music. I listen to Nas's music. Those are two different things. I listen to most Def's music. I I hear Drake's music. I don't I don't listen to it. I I I I hear it. Cause it's just music. He's not saying anything. There's nothing to listen to. There's nothing to rethink about. There's nothing that stimulates my brain in a thought-provoking way. It's just, oh, the way he said that and how he rhymed with that, oh, with that music, oh, that hook, that bass line, that snare. Oh, okay. And it just gives you like a happy feeling. And that's no, what it like. It just, it just that's gives why it's perfect hmm? for Target. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or what, like, I don't, I don't know like, like when you're in a shopping store, you want music to a, to put you in a good mood because again, it's all therapeutic. It puts you in a good mood. Thus, it's give putting a sense of mind to now buy something. If you're down or your next or that, you may not man. But if you're happy, you're positive, you're uplifting, you're more likely to now buy stuff. So it's perfect for Target, <laughs> you know? So even like uh, I was thinking <laughs> Adele's not perfect for Target. Her music is too fucking sad. Like her music is all about, you know, breakups and depression. Yeah, and yeah, no, he no, doesn't no. love it's me anymore. And I don't like him. Drake and like, Taylor that Swift. That music is sad, but Drake gives you until some Swift, happiness yeah. with it. You know, I wouldn't even say. Taylor Swift isn't. I don't, I don't listen to Taylor Swift music. But, yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm just going but by Taylor just Swift what people is say. To white pop music, what Drake is to black pop music, or whatever mm. versions of those there are. Like Taylor Swift comes from country music, and then pivots into pop culture. But country music is pop culture in America, and Drake comes from hip hop, and slash R and B, 
and pivots that mm-hmm. into pop music and that becomes popular culture. So there are, I guess, some similarities in that way. But hip-hop isn't what it used to be because hip-hop has been co-opted almost from its mm. inception to become what it is now, which is a driver of capital, a driver of commerce, driver of economies. And Drake is just representative of that transition. And this is a question I've always had. When is the next thing? It's not for me. I, I guess we're too old at this point. But mm. who is the young 14, 15, 16-year-old who's like, man, this Drake shit whack as fuck, bruh. We need to make some <laughs> new shit. Like, fuck all this hip-hop shit, bruh. We need to make some new shit. I don't know how they would do it. That's just my assumption of how they might talk. Um, but yeah. <laughs> we need we need something else. Like, what is what, where are no we idea, going man. with this? Or have we have African minds been so captured by the system? That there isn't space to create anything new, just kind of derivative. So, so people will say, "Oh, trap is something new," but they're still rapping over beats. Like, hmm. where's is jazz? Is it blues? Is it funk? Is it R and B? Like, where? What is the next genre that we're creating? I don't know. But as long as it's this, it's been fully captured, and Drake is just em- emblematic of that. Because there's no way the system is going to put an Akala on the radio, not even on the radio, in the the algorithm for you to listen to, or Mm. Most Deaf, or Talib, or anybody. (laughs) Like, the closest we maybe got was Lupe. Oh, Lupe Fias. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and, in recent times, to somebody who would say something but was also on a particular mainstream level was maybe Lupe Fiasco. But then that died. Mm-hmm. And he's been making brilliant music since, but they're not playing that or promoting it. Drake sti- steered, stored. He was clear of all of that controversial societal stuff. And I'll just... Bro, I think you said it just a few seconds ago, bro. Like, we had George Floyd in 2020. Somebody can tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe you can go on Genius and look up. Like, I don't think there's been one, two, four, eight, sixteen bars in Drake's whole life about what's going on. Now, maybe no. you might say, "Oh, he's Canadian. He's just ah, shut up." Like, <laughs> you're making money in America. I'm sure he's living somewhere. Like, Toronto is twenty minutes from Buffalo. Mm. You, I hear more Drake lies than I hear Drake realism. And it's like he talk, oh, I'm a, I'm a come to your house and do this, or I'm a do this, or I'm a get the killers to come do that, or look, he's a, he's a pop star. Like gangster what, Drake yeah, is more star, prevalent man. than like conscious Drake, and 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 we think of not, not that conscious Drake has ever been a thing, but like if we think of like the most popular musical artists of all time, at least the African ones, I'm thinking Michael Jackson, I'm thinking Tupac, I'm thinking Bob Marley. Whatever your opinions of are those are the whatever mm. your opinions are of those guys in their respective genres. I'm sure I'm missing some, but they all were politically conscious, at least a little bit. Michael Jackson would give you they don't really care about us. Bob Marley would give you Africa or survival. Tupac would give you keep your head up or something. 
what is Drake's, what is what is his record to uplift the people in their times of trouble? He doesn't look beyond the four walls he's in. He's, like, he's as I say, like he's myopic. He's a myopic pop star. So it's like even you know, even guys like Sam Cooke or James Brown would do something, say something. I'm black and I'm proud. Like they would give you something, Drake. You've been Dr- in this Drake position has for never, 15 years. Drake has never said anything. Like pick Drake's most popular track. His most popular track in that track does he say anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> but the point is, like I don't expect you to be most deaf, Drake. Like that's for a particular soul mm. to carry. But nothing in we're coming up on 20 years of Drake soon. <laughs> like it'll be 20 years in three or four. Um and he's still relevant, still in the Nike store, still at Target or wherever. So I kind of want I just want him to be over. Like his run, anyway. Let, let me not let me put like his musical run. Like. With the way with the with the way music is, I don't even know how it will be over. It, it, it's not because he's too good for the Spotify title. Yeah, yeah. The, the algorithm and everything. Yeah, and I think especially with the way music is now, especially with with streaming, is like I because talent doesn't come through anymore. There's there is no yearning for actual true talents because. What's where we are right now is just in a, a whole weird place. It's a whole weird place, crazy creatively. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we just got sad. So it's time to it's time to end. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, well. So so look. So so next week we'll we'll bring in Uma. I just thought we'll bring in Uma for next week, man. Stop saying I don't. We I don't know if we're ever gonna do this episode, man. <laughs> no, but they're, they're like we have to do Drake because the, the the topic was was so hot this week. I had to do Drake this week, so. I mean, we were saying we're, we're gonna talk about Doctor Uma for like I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we will. Now, not unless, unless something big drops next week, <laughs> then it's gonna be Uma. Then if it's something big, that's okay. Look, I have to talk about like you know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, peace, guys. Thank you for listening. One love. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah. Pissed off.